Welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. Let us help you escape your mind. Folks, welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. We have episode number 176 tonight. Uh, we're going to be doing a review of the new Netflix docu-series, uh, Surviving Death. And we'll also talk a little bit about NDEs, near-death experiences, and reincarnation a little bit. Um, so before we get started, as usual, why don't you head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. For just $2 a month, you'll get exclusive guest episodes and segments. Uh, for $5, you gain access to our fan chat episodes and Discord, on Discord. We also have Discord roles assigned to each of these tiers. We actually did a fan chat today. It was pretty fun. Yeah. We had uh, San- Top Escapee Sandy was in there. We had Sean. Uh, we had Cole. Um, I think Chip popped in for a little bit. Um, and yeah, that was a pretty fun conversation, just kind of a uh, whole bunch of stuff, but we even talked about maybe doing something in the future, like a collaborative episode with the fans where you guys pick a topic and, you know, everybody will just chat and, uh, have a good time with it. So, uh, we are working also on another secret episode that should be out maybe later this weekend or early next week. And, um, yeah, so head on over to our Patreon, or you can just go to mindescapepodcast.com. Everything's on there, including the link to Indra's Web. Go to indrasweb.org. It is live. Sign up today. Uh, we're working on getting it uh, in the App Store, which I don't know when that will be, but we're working on doing that. Uh, but you can head on over there. It's live. Uh, create an account if you want to be an admin or have a little bit more juice. Maybe send me an email. We'll try and get you on there. And, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, the app that we created to connect open minds, you know, all the topics we discuss near death experiences, ancient civilizations, ancient knowledge, uh, metaphysics, UFOs, you name it. So, all right. What's going on? Not much. What's the good word there? Nothing much. Just, uh, yeah, just chilling. We did that. Like I said, we did that fun uh, fan chat earlier and uh, just uh, just rewatched part of one of those episodes just to get a little bit refresher for the surviving death on Netflix. What did you think about it? I liked it. There were some uh, questionable uh, sections, but we'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah, mm-hmm. overall, I think it's a good eye opener. I mean, it kind of we were talking about doing a near-death uh, documentary, so I, I don't know. Whenever I see other things on it, I kind of I don't know if it's a jealousy or what the mm-hmm. deal is. But they did a pretty good job. I thought it was, you know, Netflix always does do a pretty decent job, and it kept my uh, attention. So, wh- what about you? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought they could have just kept episode one and episode six, which I think episode one's just near-death experiences, like traditional near-death experiences, and then episode six uh is reincarnation so i'll just say too spoiler alert if you're the type of person that doesn't want to listen to stuff or whatever don't listen to this don't pay attention to this maybe watch it after you watch it or listen to it after you watch it uh but um 
Yeah, yeah episode I, one could have been its own little documentary. I would have just stopped after episode one, to be honest with you. There was enough there <laughs> where it was very convincing. Um, oh, also, too, I just want to throw this in there. If you're listening and you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review. We're looking to uh, get some more reviews on our Apple. It's been slumping lately. I haven't really put too much uh, attention into that, so... If you could give us a nice review, we'd greatly appreciate it. And if you listen to us on an audio platform, please check out our YouTube channel as well. So Little by little, as we like to say. Um, so yeah, so the episode one, let's, so let's go through this. So we'll start here again. Spoiler alert, turn this off if, if you, you plan on, if you're the type of person. I mean, this is a documentary. I'm kind of different about documentaries than I am about some sort of cliffhanger TV show. You know, I can... If I know what the documentary is about, I have already an idea. So, like, if people talk about it, it's not going to ruin it for me. But I know people are different. So, um, in terms of the first episode, again, the first episode was just about traditional near-death experiences. I think it opens up with this woman. Um, yeah, she's a doctor. Yeah, she was a doctor, physician. Uh, 20 years ago, she went kayaking in some dangerous river in Chile. Uh, it was in the middle of nowhere. There was like no easy way in or out of there. Uh, she got pinned and submerged in water because they were like like a, a river that had like these those small waterfalls or those short waterfalls that people go over with kayaks. Uh, she su- said she felt no pain, no fear. She didn't panic. And but I think the interesting thing I from that she said she mentioned she felt more alive than ever. Um, and then after a while, she said she felt her spirit like peel away from her body. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, then she had kind of what we've talked about on our previous near-death experience episodes. Uh, by the way, if you haven't checked those out, we did one with Dr. Penny Sartori. Uh, I don't know what episode it is. You can go look through her catalog. Uh, she's a near-death experience expert. And we also had Dr. Eben Alexander on who wrote... Um, uh, what was that called? Um, something heaven. I forget. I'll have to look that up. Um, so yeah, go check those out. But proof uh, of heaven. Yeah, proof of heaven. There you go. Um, so those were pretty interesting episodes. Both researchers and they were both in the medical field as well. So uh, I think Doctor Evan Alexander was actually like a brain surgeon or scientist. So yeah, highly <clears> credible <throat> people. Again, these are two of my favorite episodes because it's not just bringing in some Joe off the street who had a crazy experience not to say that those aren't valid but these are people that have entrenched into the medical field mm-hmm. and uh they have some serious clout so those were some big eye openers for me right so okay so again this lady was a physician herself as well so this is another person who uh had her own experience so then she said she was greeted by these unknown entities and they were conveying messages of love she didn't know who they are but she felt like some connection to them. Um, and she said she could see every color in the universe and it was very vibrant. Um, and she experienced all eternity and there was some like weird dome like structure there. And she felt like she was at home. Mm -hmm. Um, the researchers there, uh, were, they were in recover body recovery mode. I think she was talking about like, she didn't, she said that they, everybody always like there at that time thought that she was dead already. So they were just looking to like recover her body and somehow like one guy grabbed her out or something. And then they put her actually going to grab her uh, life jacket because they thought, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, And then her body like brushed against the guy and then they, they were able to pull her out and yeah, no, that's that's uh, 
I think you're, you're right. That's exactly what happened. And then they put her on like a kayak or something and like took her out of there to, to get her help. And I guess she was taken to the hospital and she was told that, um, she was going to, you know, or probably or they told her husband that she was probably going to die. You know, she said that she or was, never walk again. Yeah. And she was like, when they pulled her out, she was like bloated and purple. She, her eyes were fixed. She said, um, and she felt physically dead. I guess she didn't have oxygen for like 30 minutes too. Right. I mean, think yeah, about that that's, was, that's the big part. That's insane. Uh-huh. Um, let me see here. What, what happened next? Oh, and then, um, yeah, you, like you said, she had to go through rehab and stuff. They said there was like a zero chance she wouldn't have brain damage, which she didn't end up having brain damage. The interesting thing about this whole thing is, is when she was in that state, um, wasn't she told that her son, when he was like 20, was going to die or something like that, and her son ended up did passing away like in his early 20s or something like that? I forget the... I thought it was just more of a... It like kind of prepared her and because her son passed away she didn't take it i mean obviously it was a massive no i I remember in the story she was given some sort of message that her son was gonna die in his 20s or something like that i don't know if it was that i'm pretty sure it was during the near-death experience but it might have been something separate i don't know yeah that was kind of a tearjerker but again i think because she had that experience she was able to kind of accept it and know that he was in a better place yeah um so yeah i thought that right there that's a great way to start it off i mean it's a compelling story you have a doctor somebody and she mentions that she didn't you know she thought before all this happened that when you die you die kind of a thing or had like an atheistic view to it or an atheist view um and uh i don't know i mean i thought that was really compelling uh Similar too. I mean, we've talked about my mom had a traditional near-death experience giving birth to one of my sisters where she was, I think, dead for three minutes. And she saw her father and my sister who passed away when I was younger. And they told her it wasn't her time to go back home. And also that the, the entities didn't have hands or feet or something. And I've noticed that that's like a pattern throughout the near-death experience stories that I've read too. So I don't know if that's a some weird thing that's happening there. Um, yeah, they told her it wasn't her her time as well. So again, these are like these psychedelic uh adventures people go on, but they all have these common threads which makes it even more interesting. Yeah, I mean, do you know anybody else that's had anything uh similar to that? Not really, but it seems like most of these cases that we do more in investigation and they all have these common traits where they see lights and they, they see these glowing figures. They feel warmth. And then I, I also remember that she was talking about how she felt more alive when she was presumably dead. And then she didn't really want to go back into her body. And then when she did, it was like it, it, it was like a bad feeling and things like that. And we've heard that multiple times as well. Right. And that actually kind of, the she said she felt at home. That's kind of what I've talked about, the feeling on psychedelics. And actually, shout out to uh, Dreaming Jaguars. They did kind of one of their uh, recent videos where they, were, they talked about surviving death a little bit. So if you haven't checked out Dreaming Jaguars and you're into uh, more information on DMT and stuff, go check out their channel on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, um, so there is some crossover between psychedelic uh, or endogenous 
chemicals and psychedelics and stuff and this topic. So, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I thought that again, the first story, very compelling. And then it goes into like some of the different science and the people researching these things. Um, they went to the university of Virginia. There's what's called the division of perceptual studies. This is where like these scientists and doctors and stuff and researchers study the metaphysics of death, you know, like what's happening, what are all the, uh, crossover date, you know, what's the crossover data between these, um, experiences and stuff. So I think they study reincarnation there, pretty much anything having to do with death and the possible survival of consciousness after death. So, yeah. Um, and then they talk about like in 1892, some guy named Albert Hein, uh, created the largest or created a collection of NDEs based around his own. He had like an NDE hiking where he fell and he had this like beautiful experience, even though he'd fell from like a high place. So then afterwards he created some sort of compilation and that would probably be the first person that I would think of that in modern times that studied this. Now I would point to the Egyptian book of the dead and the Tibetan book of the dead and a lot of, um, ancient mysticism and esotericism having to do with these topics. Cause there was obviously research going on there. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the original stuff that a lot of people call back to. Right. It's yeah. also heavily provident in the psychedelic community. So I don't yeah. know. I've never read those books. Have you? Yeah. The Egyptian Book of the Dead. I have yeah. started the Tibetan Book of the Dead, but I don't think I finished it. I got to go back at, to that at some point. Yeah, I think I should get into those. Sometimes I get sidetracked when I'm reading books and doing audible, listening to audibles while I'm doing other things. You know, sometimes I get sidetracked and it's like I got to go back to things. So, mm-hmm. um, let's see here. Okay, so like this is a good point too. They talked about like how in 1960s resuscitation techniques got better, and that you know you were able to revive people resuscitating them, you know, from the dead before right, right. they weren't able to do that. Now you know they shock people's hearts and things like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that if you look at like the evolution of science too, you got to think back in the day in like ancient Egypt or ancient times, uh, if somebody had an NDE, but they weren't resuscitated, they somehow were able to come back on their own. That person was probably treated with great reverence, right? Absolutely. Like this person had, this person was there, they knew what it was like and they came back or something or somebody that like drowned and somehow or was drowning and somehow came back. Um, something like that. Um, well, we've talked about the thing with, uh, I kind of put the connection as we talked about with Lee Adams, how some of these, uh, these visionaries from some of these tribes, when they, they, they battle the, the, the paralysis, the demons and the paralysis and come out, then they become the shaman. So sleep paralysis. Yeah. Maybe there's some kind of connection with that too, where it's like, if you can overcome death and there is some secret quality to you, yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of things going on, I think. But, uh, you know, like millions of people have had these experiences now. And like I said, now that we can resuscitate people and medicine's better, we can bring people back more. Um, yeah, I think that there's a lot more data to be found. And it's somewhat relatively new. So you think back 1960s is not that long ago, really. Absolutely. Um, and then in uh, 1975, you have... Uh, uh, life after life, which was written by Raymond Moody, or again, it's compilations of people that have either died, you know, or had these near death experiences. And 
uh, a lot of the data and anecdotes and stuff. I actually recommend that one. That book's kind of, if you're into near-death experiences, it's usually kind of like a, I don't know, it's like the go-to to kind of get into it, I guess. Yeah, uh, I like that too because our buddy's band named one of their albums Life After Life. Yeah, I just thought about that. Uh, our buddy's band Simplicity. I don't know if that, I wonder you should ask them if that has anything to do with that. I will. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, so people, so people have what, you know, this distortion or disillusion of time in these experiences. There is no existence of time or in, in when they're having these, uh, near death experiences. And a lot of them feel like they're being, um, they meet like a warm, loving being of light or some, you know, light being or something like that or dead family members. Um, Lots of these people are self-proclaimed atheists that now believe in life after death, which um, I don't even think that... Uh, see, I, I think it's possible, too. Like, let's say you, you don't believe in some god or creator. I still think it's possible to believe that consciousness survives death because it might just have to do with some sort of system in place that has no creator, if that makes sense. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if we are, let's just say we're all piece of the universe or something like that, some sort of pantheism or pandeism or something like that, or even panpsychism where everything's conscious. Let's just say that's the case. Well, your energy's got to go somewhere. So if your energy goes somewhere, maybe you go back to the universe and then at some point those molecules reassemble into some sort of, you know, similar alignment and then you have something similar to what you were before. Right. I don't know. I'm just speculating. Um, strange yeah um and then you had the one guy who was talking you know he had the he was working on like telephone poles or light poles or something something having to do with electricity and he like hurt himself but then he went to the hospital and they ended up giving him some medicine that he had like a allergic reaction to and he went into cardiac arrest and he saw his dad and he had like some bad relationship with his dad when his dad was alive but in this near-death experience he kind of made up with his dad and like made amends and he found out that his dad really loved him and he didn't know that or feel that before. Um, so that was kind of an interesting one. Um, and I know when we talk about this stuff too, it's like there's different, you know, like the materials will say, Oh, it's the drugs given to these people, you know, on their deathbeds causing these things or, Oh, this person had some endogenous reaction or, Oh, you know, I would say though, it's proof that a lot of these people haven't had oxygen and that their brains are shutting down. So if you're unconscious, how is your how are you having a conscious, real experience? This vivid, vivid experience. What's going on? You know, and if they, I think some would point to, oh, there's some process we don't know about in the brain that's happening yet or whatever. Well, we don't even understand consciousness. It's called the hard right. problem of consciousness for a reason. So if you're going to jump to some new mechanism that nobody knows about, because we don't even know about the real me mechanism behind the whole thing. So um, it's like speculation on top of speculation. I, th I think that's just bad science. I think these things should be looked into. We all are going to die. So why not have a bunch of resources put into figuring out why or what the hell's going on? And I know, I don't know if you saw that article that um, uh, Robert Bigelow just put a $500,000 um, thing out there for anybody that can prove uh, life after death. 
So yeah, but you know, in my mind is I I just don't think that we'll ever be able to to prove that, and that where that's where the faith comes in. I'm not trying to get you know religious at all, but there is a faith that you just have to kind of go with. And yeah, but where know. does that come from? Is it blind belief, or you know what I'm saying? Like, is there something that happened that why we should have this, or are these all these things happening the reason why we should have it? And if that's the case, then um, well, having the faith, you can come to your own conclusion. You may believe in a religion. You may believe in that you have a higher purpose. Well, let me put it this way: if so, let's just say somebody, the first person to think of the fact that somebody created man, okay, mm-hmm. or whatever, let's just say that. Did that person come up with it themselves or did somebody come down and tell this person that thing? You know what I'm saying? So like, what's the cause? Because if it's just a a person that just thought that up, why am I going to devote my life to this thing when it's something that's been passed on? Where's the knowledge? What's the true knowledge behind these things? And that's why if you look at a lot of these ancient texts, you got to read them kind of allegorical because they don't apply to modern day. So, um, and what we know about the universe and how things work, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like like I said, I don't know if I don't know if our human brain can ever even really understand why we're here. And I don't know if our human brain will have like there's mysteries to the world that of course. We, we can rack our brain over and over again, but I don't know if we we're actually it's like an ant can't realize what it is. It just does its own thing. Not not saying we're ants, but it's mm. into that it's the same kind of reflection of that. It's there's things like, you know, how we kind of started this podcast and we were trying to figure out why we're here, what's the purpose of all this. Mm-hmm. And the more questions we ask, I'm kind of just under the belief is it is what it is. And that, 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 that might not necessarily be the answers that I need to live a fulfilling life. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's, I mean, that's true. Look, I mean, I've learned along the way a lot of stuff is human invention or ideas or thoughts or things that just evolve that the thought of it does, which is interesting in itself because that could be a separate entity in itself, just thought and creativity and whatever. Um, but if it's from us, um, you have to look at like, what's the inspiration or what was going on at the inception of, you know what I'm saying? Like you, I try and go back to that and figure out what was going on there and then move forward from there, if that makes sense. Oh, as much as you could. Obviously, you can't go back in time, and you don't know exactly what the consciousness was like of these ancient people that created some of these ideas and things. So, uh-huh. you just got to do your best and do your homework. Um, so yeah, and they talk about how like drug again, the drugs given on the deathbed actually people that are given drugs that are about to die or whatever supposedly have less near death experiences than people that don't have any drugs in their system. Um, and then they point to people saying, oh, well, it could be the lack of oxygen that, but supposedly, uh, lack of oxygen causes like panic and chaos and stress on the body. And these people are reporting these like serene, feel like at home, loving, you know, light, all these things. So it's kind of the opposite of that. So I don't know if that, uh, that's the case. Um, so what do the big wigs say? Cause these people are, are dead, especially the people that are in hospitals when their brain is inactive what are the conclusions of what, how they're able to have memories and see things and who do you who do you what do you mean who oh like, like the doctors like what are the, pe- what are the people that are the naysayers saying oh well when you die you die 
So what's what is there any reasonable explanation for this these things or is it just kind of oh well you're just having a weird dream and you know you're not really aware of what's going on. So like you're like like for instance your mom had Yeah, that's what I was experience. just telling you. That's what I was just saying people could say it could be reactions or endogenous chemical releases or people that are given you know, drugs on their deathbed, you know. But when are you having these reactions before your brain stops working? Is that what they're all some of No, some of me? these are, yeah, but some of these near-death experiences are happening after the brain. I know, that's what I'm saying. But what are the doctors saying? Like They're saying go, that some weird process, died, yeah, they're, still... they're saying some weird process in the brain is still working or still doing something or they're endogenous chemicals as the body's dying or something you know that they think that there's some mechanism that's just unknown again but that's well, doesn't specul- that support the fact though it's like dude you're telling me that there is something going on when my brain has no activity and i am dead right that's that's what i i would like to we should get a doctor on and really jab at him. um let's see here um yeah so you know and then the other thing is is this to your point a lot of these people are, aren't maintaining consciousness. They're like flatlined or their heart stopped. There's no consciousness there. And they're reporting right. these like vivid, insane experiences. And that's what that whole book, uh, Proof of Heaven, Dr. Eben Alexander's book, um, that's pretty much what the, he's having this crazy, crazy experience. And a lot of people report that that lady, the doctor from Surviving Death, that's her, she had a similar uh, experience. Um, you know, and the other thing is, is could these be some sort of endogenous thing happening or chemical thing? And if that's the case, um, I don't think we know as much about the brain as like you said, as people, these top doctors or whoever, you know, these big time doctors now think, um, that it's just some weird mechanism. Um, but yeah, so if you're, if you're, if you're not getting oxygen and your heart stopped and it's just, I have, I find it hard to believe that you could be having these crazy experiences. Well, we know better. my, my theory. What? <laughs> I think when you die that your brain is flooded with the DMT and then it's, it's like a, you know, when you're dreaming, how time seems to be, it's a lot longer within the dream. You could be dreaming for five minutes, but it seems like an eternity. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I remember you saying this is like a bridge between the two realms. Yeah. When I was watching that, that documentary, I kind of got the vibe that, um, I don't know. I just got the feeling that what if, especially like the reincarnation one, like what if, again, your energy or whatever goes somewhere or is something. Um, because, uh, even in physics, you know, energy cannot be created nor destroyed. So the energy goes somewhere. Now, what are we classifying data as, you know, like what is all your experiences, you know, supposedly modern science would say, Oh, well, those are just memories somehow being captured in your neurons and synapses and, uh, it's all manifestations of the brain. So if that's the case, well, I don't understand then where, how is that, how is that storing all that? Like, and how can you recall, recall, you know, it's almost like, I think of it more of like, we're an antenna, our brains are an antenna or maybe even like the cloud, like we're downloading this information or gain your, uh, Mr. Vibration here, you know, we're all, we're always intaking vibrations and, um, 
things around us via our senses or something like that. So, well, I don't know. Do you want to get into that reincarnation one? Well, hold on. We're going to go through each kind of episode, not fully like we just did. I think we just spent a lot of time on the near death aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, that one because is good. We definitely recommend it. It was the best. One. I thought it was the first episode's the best one out of all six. And, um, that lady, Leslie Keen, who's in it, she's actually the writer. Um, and I don't know what she else she has to do with the documentary other than being in a couple of them, but she's the uh, person that she's like a co-writer. I think she, they did the New York Times, that UFO article. Uh, so she writes for the New York Times, but she does obviously a lot of this like metaphysics and metaphysical kind of stuff too. So, um, Oh yeah, just to cap off the near-death one, there was that other famous lady who I think they said her name was like Pam or something. Uh, towards the end of the one where she was like in surgery and she could see down watching the surgery happen, like what the doctors and she could tell, she was able to tell the doctors afterwards, like what specific tools they were using and it like lined up with what they used and everything. So that was kind of crazy. Yeah. There's a lot of psychic stuff that resonates through all the series. Yeah. So, okay. Um, Oh, yeah, and then at the end of that episode, the first one, there was that pregnant lady who predicted her NDE or some bad thing that was going to happen that eventually did happen. She had a crazy experience as well. Uh, So, yeah. Okay, so then you get to episode two and three are both. It's part one and part two of uh, Mediums. So you have Mediums part one and then Mediums part two. So uh, I'm going to be honest here. I didn't buy any of it, and it's nothing personal. Um, I think that people can tap into stuff, obviously of like Tesla and Edgar Casey, uh, you know, Dorothy Edie or, uh, Ohm Seti. Uh, you have all these people that are like tuned into something else. Um, but then you have these people that I don't know, I don't know how to say this in like a nice way. I just feel like it's, it's almost like, um, fi- not fake, but it's just like you're preying on people who have lost loved ones in a way. Cause it's like, if you are truly clairvoyant or you have the, how come you can only talk to the, these dead people, but you can't give any information outside of what can be found on the internet. Or even the guy in the documentary says, yeah, you, she, she could have looked all that up. Like in the medium episode, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, all the, all, everybody's information's online pretty much now. Um, even if you were to, f- there are a couple instances where they talk about things that somebody couldn't have known and things like that. I would have to be in, in that regard that you're talking to an actual deceased person or somebody's energy or whatever it is. I would need to see some, um, and I'm an open-minded person, but I would need to see something better than what I saw in that documentary. And even my wife and I were like, yeah, let's change this, you know, towards the end of the first one. And then I tr- even tried to watch it again. And I just wasn't, you know, then they get into like the history of parapsychology and how there was a lot of fakers faking these seances back in the day, uh, trying to create illusions and do all these things. And it was almost like some sort of like one-upsmanship trying to be the best, um, psychic and, uh, they go through like the history of all the stuff. And then they have these people that have had loved ones pass that talk to these like top, there's some lady from like Ireland and then there's like another lady who's doing it. The thing I really didn't buy though, was this lady having these physical, 
um, this physical medium where she had supposed ectoplasm coming out of her and she was like strapped to a chair and um, uh, manifesting these people's loved ones through them, asking them questions, you know, some real out there kind of stuff. Um, so episodes two and three, the medium episodes, I didn't buy. I didn't buy any of it. Yeah, I agree. Nothing personal. Show me some Edgar Casey stuff. Show me some, show me some real stuff with some written data or like years of work and research and not just talking to dead loved ones, people, you know, for, for money, you know, like these people are doing this for money. It's not like, I don't think that Edgar Casey was very focused on talking to. No, he was, it was more health and like health diagnose, you know, so. But that's whole different. But what I'm saying is these people are doing it for money and it's always about dead loved ones. So I think that there's... Well, it's an easy target too when people yeah. are going through the grief. You and know? again, yeah, yeah. I just want to but, point out, I'm not against it. If you, can, if you truly have some abilities and you can prove it, I'm all for it. I'm just saying I wasn't convinced by what I was seeing in that documentary. So. And at the same time, if you're going through some pain and you go talk to somebody and it brings you some some relief then that then that's a true thing like we've always said does it matter if it's real or not if it's helping you then it is real so if, if they're giving we'll people closure there. you know and uh yeah like you said if they're giving closure and they something people are getting out of it and they feel like they aren't being taken for whatever hey more power to you you're right that that does shouldn't matter i just felt like i just felt dirty watching it i don't know i just didn't like it i don't know yeah, it's well, it's it's hard to to be an actor too. So, and again, we're very open minded. Ass. You know, it's not like we're absolutely. Not, so, um, again, if I went to one like that, that's the thing because I had a good friend who uh, her sister passed away and it was a tragic thing, and she went to one, and they always somehow pull out some some weird information that the people that go claim that there's no way that they would ever know, and it's happened multiple times. So again, I'm not fully. But here's the other thing: Be, being in sales, my all my adult life, you can get good at like reading people and like reading. Well, I mean, I got really good at it to the point where I could like predict people's, you know, thoughts on certain things, what they're going to ask, certain you know things like that. So I think that if you do something long enough, um, there's probably archetypes of, um. There's probably archetypes of things that people ask, right? If you lost a loved one, there's probably a general set of things that people ask. And if you get right. enough of them, you understand how that works. And you can, you know, they have mentalists and they have all these other people too. Again, I'm not saying I don't believe it. I'm just saying what I saw in that documentary, I wasn't really sold on. Mm-hmm. I was right there with you. So, so yeah, that was episode two and three. I'm not even going to spend more time on that because I just hey, if people want to watch them, watch them. Yeah, I'm not saying below. You know, prove us wrong or tell us your thoughts. Right. So, um, let's see here. I think the next episode was episode number four was like called like uh, signs from the dead, I believe. Um, and that's one. You know, people are looking for these signs, whether it's you know, this bird landing on here where my husband used to sit the whole time, you know, I don't really, and I think that's uh go ahead, go ahead. No, you, I want to hear what you, I just think that's again, kind of along the same lines where it's, if it's, Oh, well my, uh, my aunt loved butterflies. And then when, you know, whenever I see a butterfly, it makes me feel at ease or it's her and this and that. And again, if it's making you feel good, then who am I to say that it's real or not? That's the way I look at that kind of thing. Well, here's the thing. I think there is a difference in the sense that, um, Something can be real 
um, and not relevant or it's like pareidolia it's pareidolia of your mind where you're just putting two and two together, but there is no connection there. It's just two things that are happening. True. But I don't know. At the same time, I feel like as you get older and people pass away that, you know, things can start to happen. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like when my pet, when my best friend passed away, not only did I see him in dreams, but in my basement where we would hang out all the time, weird lights would flicker and stuff like that. Then maybe there is a short fuse, but did the light ever flicker after that? Yeah. (laughs) You mean before that? No, I'm saying did it after, after, well, okay. So it flickered, right. Or whatever, right after he passed away, did it flicker again ever after that? I mean, it flickers from time to time, but I don't know, man. There was like a weird part, like I, I had a drum set down there and I was, I used to just put headphones on and play to a song. Yeah. And this one song was talking about, you know, being friends and this and that. And like, I, I it started flickering and I, it just like, it all hit me. It was like a, like a, a wave of energy, if you will. Oh, I thought you were going to say that you went down there and the, there was drumsticks playing the drums with no, nobody <laughs> holding them. His old clothes <laughs> were, were, were drumming, dude. It was, it was crazy. No, but you know, again, is it you in the grief mode trying to make connections to make yourself feel better? I don't know. Yeah. But I was talking to my aunt about it and her mom, my grandmother, like she was pretty much like she was on her deathbed and she couldn't move at all. And, uh, like the day right before she passed away, she like, they were all praying and stuff and she sat up. And, like, did, like, all these, like, this weird, like, uh, like, prayer stuff because she was super religious. Yeah. And the doctors were even, like, I don't even know how she did that kind of thing. Right. So it's, like, and then my aunt, you know, is very convinced that she sees her. And my my other aunt that passed away, my, my aunt, who's my godmother who's still alive, claims that whenever she sees a butterfly, it's, you know, it's, it's her sister and stuff. So, again, I'm not going to sit here and say, no, that's not because if it's bringing closure to them but maybe there is some truth. Maybe you do get absorbed into the cosmic flux and right. your, 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 your energy is floating around still. Maybe, or maybe there's absorb a, back in everything else. I have no idea. Maybe there's different spatial dimensions or different dimensions in general that we're just not aware of or can perceive at this, you know, everybody go read that book again. I'll, it's a turn of the century book. It's called uh flatlands, a love story. I believe it's by Edwin A. Abbott. It just talks about like the perception of, what you can see from one dimension to two dimensions, like how things look from each dimension and how um, we perceive things. And if we can only see three dimensions or let's say the fourth is time, you know, what if there is five dimensions, six dimensions, which modern day physics and um, string theory, I mean, they cause for 10, 11 dimensions. And then some there's super string theory. And they, some of them go up to like 23 or 26 dimensions or something. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of stuff that are that is possible that we just can't prove via where we are in our current paradigm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you had the signs from dead people episode. Uh, again, it's just different things. People believing that you know different loved ones, you know, is this or coming back as this or this meant this kind of a thing, and you see a lot of that too. Uh, there was the episode seeing dead people. Um, which that was about, uh, it starts with like a lady who's, uh, recording. I think it's like, uh, what's that called? Like white noise or something. 
uh-huh. and trying to talk to these entities through um, uh, electronics. And then you also have um, the episodes, or the, the in that episode, they also talk about how, or show like pictures of like how, you know, ghosts in the background of these pictures and stuff. I, and I wanted to ask you about that. I don't know if you watched that episode, but a lot of those just look like camera artifacts. Yeah, that's the problem with a lot of those old photos. It's uh, You can do something that's a long exposure where if you're standing there and then you walk away, there's like a, there's right. like a fragment of you in there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's so much manipulation with photos and videos and all that stuff. It's hard to pinpoint what's going on there. But I must say, I know you've had the experience of you and your friend watching an orb and to bring back right after my, my, my good friend passed away, we were, we were filming a comedy little series and, uh, I captured some, some orb flying around. And I stared at this thing over and over and over again. I, maybe I can find the footage and we'll put it on our Patreon and people can maybe comment and tell us what they think it is. But it was exactly what you were saying. And it flew around and it wasn't a bug and it was right. in our, it was in our uncle's office. And, uh, I don't know who knows what that might be, but you know, you would think with all the technology we have now, but, but not, but the more I actually think about it, I don't think that these things are able to be captured. That's why it's more of an energy based thing. And that, you know, talking about UFOs where maybe we'll never be able to fully capture these things. It's more of a mental connection and Mm -hmm. that's the, that's the problem. And that's where the lacking information comes from. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I can get behind that. I think, though, uh, when you look at this whole thing, oh, the picture thing, back to the picture thing really quick. Uh, You know, do you ever do this thing where you, like, watch your TV or whatever, and then you'll just close your eyes? If you close your eyes, you're going to see that square rectangle from your TV. Absolutely. uh, You know, or you look at your computer screen, you close your eyes, you're going to see that. So these, like, artifacts are created. Uh, in your vision, even when you close your eyes after looking at it. So, uh, I mean, I've done studies with psychedelics too, where when you take a psychedelic, that actually doesn't occur, at least for me, which I found interesting because it happens not on psychedelics. So um, if that's the case and you can see these like artifacts in your own mind, obviously the camera can create those too. Like you said, long exposures, um, and a lot of them do look like that. Like part of the thing was caught and then didn't get fully exposed till it was in its like resting position or whatever. Well, all old cameras, that's why you see a lot of people that are, fr- everyone's like, why are everybody frowning from these old cameras? It's because you had to stand there for 30 seconds. Yeah. What was that thing they smile. used to have where they'd hold the thing up and then light this thing and like <laughs> blow up? Yeah. But that's, everything yeah. was a long exposure back in the day. So it's like hard to hard to hold a smile for that long a time. But yeah, I mean, anything could move in and out of there and uh, would leave a trace or a circle or who knows, man. I mean, again, the human mind likes to to wander and we like to create things in our own mind and thoughts. Like think about how many thoughts roll through your head that are just absolute garbage each day. So you couple that with just being creative and you can create all kinds of stories within a picture. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and this lady goes around all like the you know the different uh, haunted places in America or whatever, and records audio and these 
Have you ever seen those things that they put up where you can say, if you're here listening, turn this light on, and they have this little thing, and the ghost will turn like the light thing on or whatever? Yeah. I mean, I'd have to see one of those in the field to, to really... Well, we've had talks about it. There's an island in Michigan called Harson's Island, and you know, did we do the ghost stories? Because my, my mom had a had a very yeah. You told us encounter. about yeah. You told us when we had Mac on, and he told yeah. his. You told that story with your mom from uh, Harson's Island. And I've never seen the ghost, is. but we did lose like we had our keys put in. My 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 stepfather lost his keys, and it was the same exact circumstance it was a sunday no one was at the at the at the uh, the yacht club and me and my cousin were running around we were yelling for this ghost which probably wasn't the smartest idea but um we didn't see anything but then we lost our keys and weird things have happened and that same story has actually our friend who lost his brother young uh there's a story where they lost their keys so i don't know man it, the human mind is a real turd when it comes to remembering things and being precise because if you look back on all your memories if we went back and actually watched what happened i'm sure it would be a completely different well i mean that's the other part of this too is like our memories are shit i mean you know me i have a good memory but even i am uh aware of how flawed my own memory is like even though i might be able to remember a bunch of things or recall things from books or research or things like that, you know, on the fly when we're doing these podcasts, I actually am very aware of the things that I can't remember fully or piece back together. And it's not the exact way that it happened or whatever. The Mm -hmm. weird thing I've been doing is in meditation too. I've been looking at like a specific memory, focusing on it and then trying to put myself in the other person that was there. Like what would their memory look like? And it would be something completely different because it's from a different point of view. So even when you say, Hey, do you remember this? That person might remember the objective thing that happened, but they're not going to have the same um, connection to it as you or the way it was processed. Well, just take a look at a spouse fight. You know, you both have your own encounter of, what the argument was. Well, that's what they always say, you know, the the truth is usually in the middle somewhere because everybody's going to twist something. You know, that's what cognitive and confirmation bias, that's what all these things are, is they're just ways that our brain twists things to help us get out on top. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so that that was the one there's so that, yeah, so it goes uh near death experiences the first episode mediums part 1 which we discussed mediums part 2 we discussed uh signs from the dead and then seeing dead people which is what we just discussed and then the final episode which was i think the second best episode so again i would have just watched 1 and 6 and been happy with it or they if they would have just done those two i would have been fine with it number 6 was based it was uh reincarnation mm-hmm. and i thought both of those reincarnation um, stories were pretty compelling. Yeah, I like that episode a lot. I actually just watched it before our little podcast here. So, um, so the reincarnation episode had the follow. There's a couple stories. There was um, the one story which has been kind of circulating around. I've seen it on different, um, uh, like different shows on TV, and um, it's usually one people point to was this. This uh, guy, when he, you know, they show him now he's older, but when he was a kid, he had this memory that he was being shot down in a plane uh, over the Pacific and 
Uh, he kept giving his parents all these details. He was like super young. I mean, I don't know how old he was. He was like four, three, four, five, somewhere around there. Um, and he was talking about, you know, the plane and the type of plane and where it was. And uh, they the parents were like, what? And then they finally like looked this up and there was this guy named this, I forget the person's name, but this kid was telling him, you know, who his friends were and all these people that this person knew and whatever. So they finally like looked this person up and he was like the only person to die um, in the, uh, uh, I forget, it was part of World War II, I forget, but he was, the guy was the only person to die in this part of the war or something. And he was shot down. Um, and yeah, he remembered like this guy's, all this guy's friends and family and things he couldn't have known about planes and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Both the uh, that story and then the other story about the the, the boy who um, remembers a different family and stuff. The problem, the, the the thing about the kids is you 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 gotta believe them because these kids couldn't have been coerced into acting this way. Right. And they, they're not gonna be lying about it. But you know what's interesting is both those stories they they talk about details and then they look them up and. Sure enough, there they are. I guess they right. could fabricate the thing for the TV show, but I didn't get that vibe. No, and the one the 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 boy when he was old, both boys when they were older, um, didn't really remember and didn't have any more visions or dreams or nightmares or anything like they did when they were younger. So once they got older, they kind of grew out of it, but they also forgot more about the situation. I think, um, the yeah, one, as you distance yourself from the from the, 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 the realm of inception when you're born, because that's what they say is when you're between the ages of, you know, being born and like five, you're the closest to the spiritual world. And that's why a lot of kids are very creative and things like that. And they almost, they, they actually relate it to, to being on LSD because your mind is just so, uh, I don't even know what the word would be, malleable, yeah, impressionable and that kind of thing. But you're still connected to this other world that you know is full of uh possibilities and full of imagination and things like that right um so yeah so that was the one the one story was with the kid who thought he was the reincarnation of the pilot um and then yeah they looked more into it and then i think they even took that the guy to the spot so he could have like closure before he got older and supposedly they say that helps you know move on mm -hmm. from that traumatic event and so the kid was like crying at the in the boat by like where this thing happened or whatever so um and then did the, the other did the pilot guy have bad memory or did, did the pilot guy have bad dreams and, and night terrors too i can't remember i don't remember them talking about that but you might be right i don't know i watched that like a four or five days ago so I can't all right all right um but then the other boy uh when he was so he was older than two. I don't know what how old is seventeen, eighteen, twenty now or whatever. Uh, who knows? Uh, but when he was younger, same thing. He was having telling his parents, "Oh, I know, you know, I want to go. Uh, I miss my old mommy or something like that." Or you know, and then she's like, "What are yeah, you talking?" Yeah, he actually said my my mommy with the pretty hair. Yeah, and then they, <laughs> and then he, she's like, "What are you talking about?" And then they like. Um, he said their names. He remembered the mom's name and the dad's name. Yes. They looked them up. They were real people, and their daughter was was it a daughter or something? Yeah, the daughter. And then that's who they when they when the boy got older, they went to go meet the guy's daughter, who he thought he was a reincarnation of, and she was asked questions from uh, this researcher. I think it was from that perceptual 
the division of perception or what was that that I said earlier that uh, in Virginia where they study it. Okay, University of Virginia, they have the division of perceptual studies. I think it was somebody from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were asking her questions like about her own dad. Um, or no, she they took, they took questions from the boy uh, about or like things that he knew about the dad or something like that and then asked the daughter if they were true. And they, the daughter said some things that weren't true that she didn't even know she was wrong and the boy was right. So that's what sold me on that was the fact that this boy knew things that this, this lady didn't even know about her own dad when he was alive. And they were able to convert, confirm these things as well. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Again, like I say, man, it's it's hard not to believe the kids. Um, you know, even that, even with the UFO stuff, that Rua, was, was just gonna that say, Rua Zimbabwe UFO sighting. I mean, it's it's very compelling um, stuff. And there's obviously something going on with consciousness. You know, before it becomes super, maybe that's it. Maybe our consciousness just becomes super organized, and it's almost like how the universe began in the sense that. It goes from cr- complete chaos to complete organization and entropy. Maybe that's happening with our consciousness where it's just complete chaos and then it becomes so like statically you can get into these other realms more when you're younger because it's more chaos. And then when you start to like organize, it starts to filter some of that stuff out. I don't know. I'm just well, that's, so that's the other thing too is as you become an adult, you're compiling stories onto yourself like we've discussed before where I'm a shy person, and over time, then you actually become that shy person. When you're a kid, you can be anything you want, and uh, literally the sky is the limit. So it's like I, I also want to say that you know, drinking alcohol and doing these other things, they that that really draws you down into into the the quagmire of reality. Hmm. That's why they call them spirits. I, I I believe that they 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 brought the spirit down into. Um, the more materialized world. And it makes a lot of sense when you drink booze and stuff like you're not, you're taken away from your, your, your true vibrational state. Okay. I mean, that, that's, that's <laughs> no, the kind I'm of stuff joking. that I believe. And I, I, no, I, no, I, so you're right about spirits. I think it does come from something like that. Or, um, I think you're right, but I also think it could have be something having to do with, uh, when you drink, you become kind of a different person, almost like you're possessed by a spirit in a way. That's maybe I'll have to find out. Yeah, here. look that up. Young Jamester. Um, but yeah, I, le- I really like the first episode, near-death experiences, and then the last episode, uh, reincarnation. I could give or take those, the episode four and five about the seeing dead people and signs from the dead. I could watch that. That's fine. The psychic ones, real, the medium ones, just really did not do it for me. I just felt, I felt again very not uh, impressed. Wow, we were both very wrong. Okay. The term "spirit" is ref is a reference to alcohol. It stems from the Middle Eastern alchemy. The okay. alchemists were more concerned with the medical elixirs. And the transmutation. So pretty much the the vapors giving off by the alcohol. That's what they're referring to as the spirits. So like the way alcohol smells out, like burns your nostrils or whatever. Yeah. Something like that. So it has to do with alchemy then. Okay. Well, I mean, I know, um, I guess that makes sense. The vapor given off and collected during the alchemical process 
Okay. As with the distillation of alcohol, was called a spirit. All right, all right. But who knows? Because there might be a lot more. No, I mean you're probably right. I don't know where I heard what I heard, whatever. But I believe what you're saying right now. I mean that sounds sounds a lot more legit than what we were both saying. So, um, trying to think here. But yeah, so I mean overall, again, I recommend it. I think if you if you're look if you're into watching these medium shows and you like the psychic stuff totally you'll probably love episode two and three it's just not it's just something i'm skeptical of personally even though i'm open-minded about a lot of this stuff i'm just skeptical of that just because like i said people are making money from doing it and it's something that you can get good at by just doing if you see hundreds and hundreds of people you'll start to see patterns and things that they ask and know about and want to know and you can give somewhat general answers to things and appease them. So that's just my, my thoughts and opinions on that. But again, I could be proven wrong, you know? Um, but the internet, yeah, I felt like those middle, those middle episodes are kind of like those hokey, you know, psychic shows or, uh, I would just need to investigators see investigators and things like that. So. Yeah. In the realm now of what we have with the internet and the resources and stuff, everybody can look everybody up and figure out what people, you know, stuff, in in this day and age, I would need to see something like crazier. Like they should have done, they should have set up some experiment that could be replicated that to prove that somebody was able to do some of these things and not just having to deal, you know, listen, say this person's dead father's speaking to me, you know, and this is what they're saying. If you can do that, then you should be able to do other things where you can tell me other things that, you know, or, you know, maybe it is just the dead people thing, but then give, them something that only that person can know and nobody else, you know? Absolutely. I don't know. It's just my thoughts on that. No, I agree with you. I mean, I think we both saw eye to eye. If people want to watch it and enjoy them all, then, then be our guests. But one and six are uh, more of the meat and potatoes and the yeah, if they more realistic. St- if, if they would have just did one episode one and six, I would have been fine with the whole thing. And I'm still fine. I thought it was, look, I think there needs to be more stuff like that, to be honest with you. Well, they're all an hour long, so the first one is a nice, juicy, uh, you know, documentary. It is an hour, so. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, overall, I recommend people check it out for sure. Um, And, uh, yeah, let us know what you think. And, look, if you think that we're wrong about episode two and three, you know, let us know why we're wrong, and I'll take another look at it for sure. But, again, I just wasn't feeling it. Absolutely. Um. I do want to do an episode on reincarnation though and focus more time on just the reincarnation stuff. Maybe talk more about, I have been working on one actually, uh, but we have other stuff to get to as far as slideshow episodes. We have the Eleusinian Mysteries, part of ancient Greek, ancient Greece. I want to do some mythology stuff as well. Um, so maybe we'll get to the reincarnation one at some point, but yeah, Dorothy Edie, if nobody knows who that is, uh, AKA, Om Seti, um, she was uh, um, basically this young girl who was taken to this British, you know, Egyptian museum, and she fell to the feet of one of these statues and thought that they were they're her people, and she felt like she was a reincarnation of uh, a priestess from uh, uh, I think is it pre dynastic or dynastic Egypt? I think it's pre dynastic Egypt, and um, she basically helped a lot of archaeologists in the early days find places where a lot of these 
sites were and burial uh, chambers and stuff like that. So um, I think that it's one of, if not the most um, credible reincarnation story, just because of the amount of knowledge and stuff of ancient times and ancient Egypt and all that stuff, you know, the knowledge, how would you know a lot of these things? So if you don't know who Dorothy Edie or Om Seti is, look, look her up. It's, it's quite interesting. You even have like mainstream, she even helped like mainstream archeologists, um, you know, find burial sites and, and different sites to, to dig. So crazy stuff. Yeah. That's, that's some good valid stuff there. And, uh, yeah, I would love to do a reincarnation, episode maybe pull some some information from some of the older religions and yeah we can like look that up and, the buddhists you know and the uh all the ancient you know ideas around reincarnation and to what people think about it nowadays you know we could totally do something i started working on the slideshow like i said but it probably will be a little bit before we get to it but we'll do it at some point very good my man so um but yeah i i really enjoyed that i think you know, they need to make more of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, if everybody, anybody has any suggestions for something they would like reviewed that's up our alley, then leave a comment below and uh, we'll try and check it out. I'm always looking for some good content to consume. There's a lot of junk out there. and uh, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff in general, you know. That's true. I mean, you're going to get some stuff, but I think, you know, there should be some more content coming out. I feel like this, we're on the verge now of... Uh, getting more of this stuff out there whether it be this near death stuff or ufo stuff or you name it psychedelic research stuff all that stuff's coming to come out so Mm -hmm. um yeah so um but again if you uh if you're interested head on over to our patreon at patreon.com slash mind escape podcast um we do have for $2, you get exclusive content. We have a bunch of episodes on there with a lot of the guests that we've had on the show. Um, usually some of our bigger guests we do them with. So if you liked any of the episodes we've done in the past, and there's a good chance that we did a Patreon with that guest as well. Um, if you want to get in on a fan chat, that's part of our $5 tier. We just did one of those today. We had a great time. We talked for like an hour and a half about a little bit of everything. Uh, for ten dollars, you become a secret escapee, which we're working on another secret episode. So that'll be secret episode number two coming up. And again, find us on Discord if you don't know what Discord is. It's a messaging app, and uh, we can all we also do these fan chat episodes where we talk with our fans and listeners and kind of do a back and forth. Um, but yeah, it's just a good place to chat. Um, and uh, also. Head on over to indrasweb.org. It is live. Set up a profile. Um, and if you want me to give you a little extra juice on there or you want to be an administrator or create a group or something like that, just let me know. We'll try and get you set up with that. And uh, that's about it. Anything else? Not much. Very good, sir. All right. Well, uh, we love everybody. Stay safe out there. We'll try and get another episode in this week. And um, we love everybody. Peace. Peace.